It's May 19th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cotnor. Our top story today? A Human Rights Watch report alleges that Russian forces in the Kyiv and Chernyiv regions subjected civilians to summary executions, torture, and other grave abuses that are apparent war crimes from the start of the war in February through March. In visits to 17 villages and towns in the area in April, Human Rights Watch investigated 22 apparent summary executions, nine other unlawful killings, six possible enforced disappearances, and seven cases of torture. 21 civilians described unlawful confinement in inhuman and degrading conditions. Turkey continued to voice its reservations for having Sweden and Finland join NATO. On Wednesday, Turkish President Erdogan told his Justice and Development Party's parliamentary group that giving all kinds of support to the PKK-YPG terrorist organization and also asking us for support for NATO membership is, to say the least, inconsistent. During Tuesday's episode of Deep State Radio, Michael Weiss of New Lines magazine argued that Turkey would not ultimately stand in the way, but was seeking concessions from Sweden and Finland. A Russian soldier accused of killing an unarmed Ukrainian civilian has pled guilty in the first war crimes trial of the war in Ukraine. The 21-year-old soldier is accused of killing an unarmed 62-year-old civilian in Ukraine's northeastern Sumy region. When asked by the court in Kyiv how he pled, he responded, fully guilty. Prosecutors say the soldier was ordered to shoot the civilian to stop him from telling Ukrainian soldiers about the Russians' location. Nigeria has suspended indefinitely the country's accountant general after he was arrested by anti-corruption investigators over fraud claims. He was arrested after being linked to fraud, money laundering, and diverting nearly $200 million from government coffers, Nigeria's Economic Crime Agency said in a statement on Monday. The government said Ahmad Idris's suspension was meant to allow proper investigation of the claims. A U.S. military investigation has found that soldiers did not violate the laws of war or deliberately cause civilian casualties in an airstrike in Syria in 2019 that killed dozens of people. The probe was launched in response to a New York Times report which accused the military of a cover-up over the attack on an Islamic State group position. The investigator rejected the claim, but concluded that numerous policy compliance deficiencies at multiple levels had led to delays in reporting. The airstrike in the eastern Syrian town of Baghouz took place on March 18, 2019, as fighters from the U.S.-backed Syrian Democratic Forces Militia Alliance battled to capture the Islamic State group's last stronghold. If you haven't read the New York Times reporting on this, you should. The reports found a number of cases where rules were broken and civilian killings were covered up. War is incredibly messy, and the United States won't always get it right, but the least we can do is acknowledge it when we get it wrong and seek to make the victims of our mistakes whole, 
We can't win hearts and minds when we're blowing up the arms and legs of children. UN High Commissioner for Human Rights, Michelle Bachelet, said Tuesday she was deeply disturbed by violence involving armed gangs in the Haitian capital, Port-au-Prince. Armed gangs have long been a presence in the poorer neighborhoods of Port-au-Prince, but violence has intensified in recent years amid numerous assassinations and abductions. The UN statement said that extreme violence has been reported, including beheadings, the burning of bodies, and the killing of minors accused of being informants for a rival gang. The UN reported that children as young as 10 had suffered sexual violence. Bachelet said the United Nations Security Council plans to debate the future mandate regarding the UN presence in Haiti in the coming weeks. North Korea on Thursday reported 262,000 more suspected COVID-19 cases as its pandemic caseload neared 2 million. This comes a week after the country finally acknowledged the outbreak and scrambled to slow infections in its unvaccinated population. The official Korean Central News Agency said more than 1.98 million people have become sick with fever since late April. Most are believed to have COVID-19, though only a few Omicron variant infections have been confirmed. State TV aired infomercials showing animated characters advising people to see doctors if they have breathing problems, spit up blood, or faint. They also explain what medicines patients can take, including home remedies such as honey tea. The country's main newspaper, Rodong Sinman, advised people with mild symptoms to brew five to six grams of willow or honeysuckle leaves in hot water, and drink that three times a day. Former Spanish King Juan Carlos is due to land in Spain later on Thursday for his first visit since he departed to Abu Dhabi in 2020 under a cloud of financial scandals that shook the royal house. The former monarch will go to San Shenzhou in the northern region of Galicia to attend a sailing regatta and end his trip on Monday with a visit to his son. King Philippe. The former monarch left Spain for Abu Dhabi in August 2020 after several investigations opened in Spain and Switzerland over alleged fraud. He now keeps his permanent residence in the Gulf state, but said in March he would visit Spain frequently after prosecutors dropped the investigations. In lighter news, it looks like Congress may be stuck on the legislation treadmill for a while as the chief administrative officer of the House is backing out of a planned deal with Peloton to provide staff and Capitol Police officers with Peloton All Access and Peloton App memberships through its Center for Well-Being. A draft memo obtained by The Hill that was expected to be distributed to staff last week said the House Center for Well-Being would provide app memberships at no monthly cost starting Wednesday. But the email announcing the benefit never went out. Fox Business reported that the contract cost would be $10,000 plus $10 per month for each staff member who signs up. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, 
please email us at daily at the dsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, our bonus brief was a conversation with Josh Kralancic, a senior fellow for Southeast Asia at the Council on Foreign Relations, about the election in the Philippines. Thanks to our new members like Josh from West Virginia and our longtime members like Mike from Florida for making these interviews possible. Go to the DSRnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, tune into Next in Foreign Policy, where this week Zoe and I talked with Akil Berry about the crisis in Sri Lanka. And tune into Deep State Radio, where yesterday David Rothkopf sat down with Bill Browder to discuss his new book, Freezing Order. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. <laughs>